You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyle. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, I strive to separate fact from fiction as it pertains to the hot-wifing, cuckolding, interracial BBC lifestyle, just to give people an idea of what really goes on in this wonderful lifestyle of wife sharing. Um, so today, I have with me um, a couple. They are a stag vixen couple. Uh, he is J, she is S. And actually, I have one of them here with me. I'm actually here with S now, and Jay is joining us on the phone. Won't you guys say hi? Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> okay, welcome, guys. Welcome. So as I said, you guys are a, a stag fixing couple. And one of the things that, that I, I love about my show, especially now as I you know, move forward into my third year, is um, I'll often get contacted by couples who are willing to share their story and anxious to share their story. And for me, remembering where I came from when I started this, where I was kind of going after everyone and trying to get people, you know, who were interested in sharing, it, it's a very good feeling to know that people out there have been touched and they feel confident enough to say, you know what, we want to lend our voices to this tapestry and share what we've been through and share what our journey is. So it's always a, a wonderful feeling for me when I get couples that reach out to me that are willing to do that, and J and S are, are such a couple. So I guess just to kind of um, to get things started, how old are you guys? Well, I am currently 24 and about to turn 25. Okay, and Jay? And I'm 37. All right. We got a nice... Uh... <laughs> yeah, 12 years. <laughs> no, very nice. Very nice. Um, okay, so Jay, I want to pose this first question to you. Um, do you remember the first time you saw her? Like, Even if you didn't speak to her first, like just the first time you saw her? Uh, yes, I remember. And yes, that first time that I saw her, I spoke to her. I... I at that point in my life, I, w- I already knew that, you know, there's not a lot that you can lose at this point. So just try it out. So, <laughs> uh, the first time that I met her was while we were at work. We, uh, we were deployed and um, she was sitting right next to my station. So uh, as soon as I sat down and I looked to my side, I look at this beautiful blonde right next to me i'm like well this is new so uh (laughs) i just decided to give it a go and just start communication you know just wanted to meet her okay so let me back uh, oh i'm sorry uh no go ahead okay no i was saying i just wanted to kind of back you up uh a a little bit so obviously you're uh, several years uh, older than S. So how did you come yeah. to learn about this lifestyle? 
Like, how did it all get on your radar? Um, well, I uh, before I was with S, uh, I had been married before, and, and um, during my my first marriage, I I didn't know what hot wives uh, stags were. Right. I just. I I just knew that I, whenever I looked at porn, because you know I'm a guy, obviously we <laughs> we we watch porn. Whoever says that they don't, they're probably lying. But anyway, um, uh, I always look for like uh, group scenarios and things like that. So I I was not like how do I say this? I was not afraid of having another guy medicine to the you know equation mm-hmm. so at that point I, I didn't know about the uh hot wife kind of life but i i knew that i was interested in that i didn't try anything with my partner at that time but in my other relationships uh as i was uh, in the internet looking for porn looking for more information about this I think I just started with looking on information on how to get your wife to say yes to a threesome. And that's when it popped up and it sounded cool. I'm like, hot wife, huh? I wonder what that is. Mm-hmm. And then as I keep reading and reading and researching, I'm like, oh, hold on. This is a whole new, different ballgame. This is something completely new. And that's basically how I came into this lifestyle okay and you said you you so you never brought it up with your previous wife not with that one okay no so with the uh, another one i i had been married a couple of times with another one uh i did i actually brought it up with her and we gave it a try but uh it 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 ended up badly. <laughs> <laughs> so to, I guess to help those of um, out there from maybe uh, making the same mistakes, what mistakes would you say were made with that particular wife that caused it to end badly, whether it was a mistake on your part or a mistake on her part? Like what caused it to, to go off the rails in, in your opinion? Well, I think in this case it was uh, – both not gonna lie more on her part than on my part because um uh some rules started to get, get broken like for example when we started um some of the rules were don't go looking for anybody that's you know really good friends uh with you because that eventually might bring up uh some emotions uh, when we started, we had decided to use condoms. She broke that one too. Mm-hmm. And um, other things, like she started getting out of control. I was not there. Okay. I was I was deployed at the time. So I had no control over her. And at that time, I wanted to have that kind of control. But um, she basically just chose one of her best friends who I knew that she kind of had a thing for 
and then she broke the rule of no condoms, then she broke the rule of no cream pies, and then and she actually started developing feelings for this guy. And uh, eventually she ended up leaving me for him. So, oh, okay. and all of this happened, yeah, all of this happened in the span of uh, five months, which was my whole deployment. Okay. So obviously mm -hmm. things uh, come to an end with you two. And how much time mm -hmm. passed between that relationship ending and you meeting S? Uh, three years. Okay. And just, yeah. just for the sake of, 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 of clarity, because I know people are listening to this and they, and they hear uh, those words like, you know, words like control. I've met you guys. I've mm -hmm. sat down and I've talked with you guys. And one of the things that I know that you and I uh, have in common, uh, Jay, is we are both dominance in the BDSM sense and your relationship mm -hmm. with S is in that similar vein of my relationship with my own slave and that it is a dominant submissive dynamic so it's control in the sense of we have a partner who wants to be controlled as opposed to like, I don't want anyone listening to think that this is a domineering type of situation. You know, it is a simply Correct. a situation where it, you were a dominant and maybe you weren't even clear on it at the time, but you were dealing with somebody who wasn't giving you that submissive energy, you know, mm -hmm. that you required, which is what you have found in now being with S. So I just wanted to make right. sure that, that people understood where that was coming from because I don't want them to hear that, you know, that could be a buzzword to some people, that word control for people who don't necessarily understand what these types of dynamics are about. So fast yeah. forward a little bit. You, there were three years that passed between that relationship ending sorry, two years passed between that relationship ending and you meeting S. Did you engage mm -hmm. in anything serious in that time or was it just kind of young guy just out there seeing what's out there or, or like what were you doing in that two-year span? Um, it, it was uh, flings. It's not like I stayed, you know, uh, celibate for two years. Right. But um, I, I didn't want to know or think, you know, anything about relationships mm -hmm. during that time. At that point in my life, I, I had actually decided, hey, I don't want to get married anymore. I don't want to be in serious relationships anymore. I'm tired of all of this. I'm not going to go looking for anything. Because every time that I ended up in a relationship was because I actively went out of my way to to look for it mm -hmm. you know but uh yeah in those two years i wasn't doing that so whatever fell in front of me uh if we had something it was just for for fun and that was it okay so then fast forward you're 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 at work and this lovely woman kind of 
you know, crosses your path and how did, how did things begin with her? You saw, you said you saw her that first day. So how did things progress beyond that first day? Well, funny thing is that it, it wasn't just me that was after her, um, you know, in the military, we, uh, you, you really get those fear goggles, you know? So <laughs> the guys go nuts. If it's a woman, they don't care. They just, just, they just start shooting everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get somebody. So in this case, S was, it's not only in the military, but she's beautiful. She's just stunning. Mm-hmm. So obviously she was going to have a lot of men after her. But um, one of the things that I noticed was that she was wearing a ring at the time. I'm like, oh, well, she is uh, married. That means uh, no relationship. Uh, perfect. That, this is exactly what I want. Not going to lie. I was, I was a shitbag. So I was, even though I knew that she was, I was still trying to go after her. So, uh, but, but I got to tell you one thing about S is that she is, uh, faithful. Like I have never met anybody as cool as she is. Even, even, you know, with us being in this kind of relationship mm-hmm. she is very very faithful she shut me down and shut every other guy down like it was actually incredible i thought that you know she was going to be easy prey not gonna lie but man she shut me down so bad it was it was funny <laughs> she just kind of crashed and burned although i had to tease a little bit oh man <laughs> oh yeah that's she she loves teasing. So even though I knew that I didn't have a chance, I kept trying because she kept teasing me just for fun. And it took me a while to realize that I wasn't going anywhere with her, that it was just her having her fun teasing me. Kind of like the, the cat with the toy. Well, and actually something that really started oh, yeah, him on the path with um, wanting to pursue me was that there was a mutual friend of ours that had told him I was in an open relationship. When you weren't. When I wasn't. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so he told him this kind of sabotagingly, or maybe just to see what happened with it. I don't know. Now, did you know that this friend had told him him that? No, I had no idea. (laughs) Okay, so basically you got set up. (laughs) And then I remember. I did. I did. Yeah. I remember Jay came up to me and he's like, Hey, so I was told that you were in a open relationship. Like, you know, what what can we do about that? Essentially, and I'm like, oh, well, um, if that's the case, I don't think my husband's aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that that's, that's yeah. At that point, I realized. I realized that I had been bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like you were. It, it sounds like you were kind of led astray, uh, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. so let me ask you, and I'll ask this from 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 S's uh, perspective. How long did the courtship 
go on? Like, how long did you tease him? How long did you keep him at bay before you were at the point where you were ready to start exploring something with him? Um, a year. Okay. Now, and that's like actively teasing for a year. So you were basically fucking with him for a year, just kind toying of. with him. And not, and not how I wanted. <laughs> so what you, you say a year, what happened at the end of that year? Like what changed about your situation? Well, uh, I was married and um, my husband at the time, he had progressed to have a very low self-esteem mm-hmm. because he had come with me to my duty station. And so he was taken away from all of his friends, all of his family, everyone that he knew. And he just got completely isolated. And he didn't change anything about that. And with that, he got very depressed and he had a lot of time to think because he didn't go out and get a job. Was he in the military with you? No, he wasn't. Okay. So he came as a civilian and you were in the military. Yes. Okay. I got you. And like I said, no matter how hard I tried to help him, like trying all these different avenues and um, methods, because you know what they say, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't get through to him, and things got worse and worse. And uh, there were some rumors that either he started thinking about or people started telling him. I'm not entirely sure because no one really knew. So I'm I'm not sure where he got the rumors from and then his mind just took over from there. Rumors as far as what you being like unfaithful to him? Yes. Like whenever our divorce ended up coming up, uh, one of his accusations was that I was cheating on him with 10 to 20 guys. It's quite a rumor. Yeah, on and off. That would have been, that right? would have been impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that I, that I told, I'm like, yeah, these, these are his accusations against me. And they're like, wow, how are you able to keep that many guys happy? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I could think maybe. You got to make appointments. Right. (laughs) I could think maybe three. Like that would be plausible. Mm -hmm. And even then it was stretching it because he always knew when I was at work. And if I wasn't at work, I was either at home or he knew where I was. And so I don't understand where he got those accusations. Mm -hmm. I I just don't. It, It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. so. A year later, that relationship uh, ends in divorce. In divorce. So, when did you open up that door to Jay? And was Jay the first guy that you opened that door to, or did you just like open the door and like, okay, I'm single. Bring it on. Let me see who has the best offer. Let me see who I'm attracted to. Or did you already know that Jay was? let's just say, in the lead at at that point? So, (laughs) Jay was actually 
one of the only guys at our command that when he found out that I wasn't going to be putting out, I wasn't going to be having sex with anyone, he didn't just drop me like a hot rock. Okay, so because, the other guys were like, okay, she's married, and they just yeah, they veered off the path. And the way I saw it is that they were being my friend, and they would get close. And I'm like, yay, cool, awesome friends. And then when it didn't progress any further, I, they just stopped talking to me. They stopped, you know, going to the chow hall with me. It just, I'm like, okay, I don't, what? Right. The, the truth kind of came out that they were just after one thing. Yes. Okay. And Jay, he he stayed my friend. And so he and they was, actually helped you with the divorce process. Yeah. <laughs> and something that I definitely want to make clear is that he, I only saw him as a friend at that particular point, and he was a major support system. Mm-hmm especially with his experience with past marriages. Right, having been through the divorce process himself. And he was actually the first one that put into words saying that I felt trapped, like, in my in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Because one of my qualms, like I said, I tried everything. Um, one of the things that I had brought up to my previous husband was... Um, let let's go to counseling. Let's let's go try and fix this. I I feel lost, and I don't know where to go from here. Let let's go do that. And he said, "Well, wh- why would I do that? I already know what they're gonna say." And I'm just like, "Hmm, okay." He, he wasn't even willing to try. Exactly. And then it wasn't until we had already brought up that we were gonna be getting divorced that he's like hey, let's go to counseling. I'm like, that's that's not how it works. (laughs) I'm already done. Yeah. Yeah. Too little too late for that. Okay, so you're you're going through that, and, you know, Jay at this point has proven himself to be, you know, a a friend. And I'm going to go there with you, Jay, and it's not trying to, to, to paint you in a bad light it's just this is probably the way that I know that I probably uh would have looked at it but it's like sometimes we get in situations and there's somebody that we that we really you know we really got our eyes on and we kind of say to ourselves if I have to take the friend route not that it's not genuine not that we're not really your friends but it's like if I have to take the friend route and have kind of like the long play, to me, this person is worth that. And if I, if I have to forever be trapped in the mm-hmm. friend zone, so be it. But I'd rather be her friend than not be in her life at all. And, and I'm just wondering Correct. if once you got on that friend path, were you able to see the writing on the wall especially being that you have been through it yourself, like, oh, shit, this is not going to, this, this, this doesn't have staying power. If I stay in my lane, you know, and not do anything, just be the good guy and stay here, an opening may present itself 
to me. Like, did that thought ever cross your mind? And again, not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, if I were in that situation, I know that's how I would see it. Like, oh, shit, this dude is fucking up. You know, if I, if I sit tight, <laughs> if I sit tight and I play my cards right, my patience can, you know, can, can pay off. Um, did that thought cross your mind at mm-hmm. all once things started getting rocky in her own relationship? Uh, it actually didn't because uh, I had actually already given up. I had already up the idea in my mind that we're just going to be friends. Right. I still enjoyed and let her uh, tease me. Because it, it wasn't just for me. Not gonna lie, I I went to to bed many many times with blue balls during that time. But I knew that she really enjoyed uh, teasing me, so I I always let it happen, never shut it down or anything. Even though I already had the idea in my mind, nothing else is going to happen. This is all I'm gonna get. So might as well, yeah. Uh, have a have a good friend because I actually really enjoyed her friendship than not have anything at all. Okay, let me ask you, Jay. I'm sorry, S. Excuse me. Just to kind of give my listeners an idea, what form did this teasing take? Like, what kind of teasing would you subject him to? Well, one of the things that I can vaguely recall is something say for example he would say that he's got a heart on and I'd just be like you want some help with that and he'd say well yeah I'd be like well better go find someone <laughs> so you would acknowledge <laughs> it and then offer yes it, it no would, kind of real assistance something along those lines yeah it, it would it would bring the lead on to hey you you want some of this well, that's nice. <laughs> it just. So I'm curious, what what had had you ever been in that situation with a man before, where you could just like just so overtly tease and torment him like that, or was this like all new to you? Like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about this guy crossing the line, and I can have fun with him. And like, what was that situation like for you? I believe that it was kind of. I guess always a thing because I always was one of the guys in a way. Um, yeah, I was not the only one you were teasing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they were a group of you. <laughs> when I remember uh, one of the guys one morning, he came up to me and he's like, "Hey, I I had a I had a dream about you last night." I'm like, "Oh, well, what happened?" And then he just stopped, and he was, like, really surprised. He's like, I, I wasn't expecting you to ask that. <laughs> he thought he was going to get by with just say, I had a dream about you. <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, what happened? And then he never, never told me. And I would always bring it up whenever I saw him. I'm like, so, you're going to tell me what happened in the dream? And, I mean, I can obviously speculate but mm-hmm. he he definitely wasn't the only one the this other guy wasn't the only one that mentioned that i had been in a dream of theirs mm-hmm. and i'm like why is it everyone wants to tell me that they dreamed about me but they don't want to tell me the dream 
And I, I thought that was just strange that that was where they led with. Because, like I said, it wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. It was like they were reading from the same handbook. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, yeah. it worked on the other girl. I yeah. don't know what happened here. Yeah, like I wasn't expecting her to, to take that left turn and actually ask me what the dream was. Like, they, they were, and there, there really was none. I just wanted to see how you handled the me telling <laughs> you that I had a dream about you. And And that's something that, I've always noticed about myself is that I I go with the wow factor. I go with the the shock and awe, and it's not not something people are used to handling. Mm-hmm. To be confronted with it, mm-hmm. like, I blame your. You blame my dad. I blame your dad for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, just now, now that you brought it up, just how to care. Why do you? Why do you like? How do you think that influenced her? I'm asking this to Jay. How do you think that influenced her? Oh, because he's, he's just like that. This this man, you know, he is anything but normal. Like, I think he's more passive when he's drunk than <laughs> when he's sober. Like, he's, he always brings things from the left field. You know, you're never expecting anything that he's going to say. And S is just like that. She will always surprise you with something. Hmm. I I never know what to expect from her. And honestly, now that we mentioned it, I think I probably got my teasing mindset from him, from watching him. Like, for example, one of the things that he's always done since I was little, say we'll be in a car, we're going by, and there's a jogger on the side of the road, like, you barely see two seconds of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you saw that, that woman over there? And I'm like, yeah, she wants me. And he would say that about so, like, just randomly about so many different women. We would go into a bank, we would talk with the teller, and he would be a little flirtatious. And then um, we'd get back in the car, and he's like, you know, you know the teller there? She wants me. <laughs> so everybody just wanted your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I saw how he interacted with people. I saw how people responded to him. And I've just, I picked that up. And the main difference with me and my dad is that I'm a woman and more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably right more often than he was. Okay, so let's, let's fast forward a, a little bit. You're going through your divorce, and Jay is there, you know, being a friend, doing what a friend does in in, in those kinds of situations. And like he said, being with you now was the furthest thing from his mind. He had already thrown in a towel, and he he was firmly in the friend zone and in the friend lane. And not only was he firmly there, but he was happy being there. You know, like he wasn't pining after you. When did you start to see Jay differently? I think, um, so there was one point when we were on a short deployment only for about a month. And prior to going on that deployment, and this was a month before the end of my divorce, prior to that was um, when my ex-husband twice had gone through my phone while I was sleeping Mm -hmm. and it it wasn't just like 
while I was sleeping, he was chasing me, which is a way to like call me to help me go to sleep. Ever since I was little, like say that's what my sister started. She would trace me to get me to fall asleep whenever I was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so while he was tracing me, he had gone through my phone specifically looking at messages to try and look and see where I had been unfaithful. And he tried putting it off saying, oh, I I was trying to uh, set an alarm on your phone to make sure you weren't late to work tomorrow. And I I saw the the Facebook bubble where a message came up. I'm like, so what made you look at the message? And I don't even remember what the first one was, um, but I remember it, it wasn't it wasn't anything that you would think. Like, you had to be really reaching out to try and say, hey, you're cheating on me with this guy. Mm. And it, it, was, it was with Jay as well. Like, he, he went and he looked through messages with, with him. And uh, what was so jarring was that when he found supposedly found a message that he didn't like he suddenly woke me up screaming and yelling at me saying what the fuck is this what is and just I'm like oh my gosh what's happening and he told me what the message was and I'm like how how is that anything of what you're saying it is for example the the second message was one that Jay specifically wrote for my ex-husband to read because he knew he was going to look through my phone again. Mm-hmm. And it went along the lines of, hey, so I noticed that um, our friendship is causing friction between you and your husband. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want that. So I think what we should do is we should limit ourselves to only seeing each other at work. Mm-hmm. And that was one that, or that was the second one that he woke me up the exact same way, screaming and shouting. And I'm like, what message are you talking about? And then he tells me what it was. First off, he had to scroll for that one. So it wasn't like, hey, I just opened up the Facebook bubble. And second off, I'm like, he's literally saying that he's removing himself from my life why why are you upset about this why why is this something that you're coming at me for and he just he didn't have a good reason he was threatened by jay because he had low self-esteem and he saw that i had a really good friendship with another guy Mm -hmm. and so now back into where we were on this one month deployment um About two weeks in, we were able to uh, use our phones. And prior to those two weeks, I was still fixated on this, him going through my phone and the things that he had said after that. Because um, he had actually thrown the phone like next to me on the on the couch, but like he threw it hard, and he was becoming more and more aggressive, even though it wasn't directed at me. In my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, that that could easily turn on me. That could easily become him 
not punching the couch and punching me. Right. And then just the fact that it was something that just still really bothered me. And whenever I called up my ex-husband after that two weeks, I was like, hey, this is, this is a big deal. This is something that I'm, I'm not okay with. And obviously there was multiple other things that were stressing the relationship as well, specifically money, because he didn't have a job. Actually, I take that back. He had a job at GameStop for four hours a week. Mm-hmm. which I was not okay with because he spent more time playing video games than at his job. And it, it just, it was, it wasn't a job. Right, right. <laughs> and he, he just, he didn't get that. Anywho, um, during this conversation, I told him, I, I just, I'm done. I, I'm not saying that I'm done with the relationship, but I'm done trying to make it better. I've been trying and trying and trying to make it better, and it's just getting worse. And he responded back with, well, if you don't want to try, I don't want to try. I said, okay, then let's be done. And he he backtracked hard after I said that. he, I guess he wasn't realizing that I was so serious about it, that I was... I was at my wit's end. Yeah, you had already checked out. And then, so at that point, whenever he and I decided, yeah, we're we're done. We're gonna we're gonna finish it. We're gonna get a divorce. When my ex and I decided we were done, then I didn't necessarily look to Jay. It was just. It was like there was a switch in my brain, like, oh, I have options now. Mm-hmm. I I can look if I want to. I can be happy either by myself or with someone if I want to, and I just looked in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I remember, actually, when we were able to go off on Liberty, um, we had... <laughs> We had tried going to a club, Jay and I. This is while we were on that one-month deployment. We had gone to two different clubs, and they both sucked. And we couldn't find any other clubs that were nice, and we are just like, well, F it. Let's just let's go to the gentleman's club. And it, it was my idea to right. go to the gentleman's club. So... We go to the gentleman's club and we sit at the bar and we're just drinking and actually just judging the girls, like both negatively and positively. One where we look and I'm like, man, I could be doing that. I, I could do a better job than that. Right. <laughs> like I, I could, because I was taking a pole fitness class at the time, which essentially is a pole dancing class. Mm-hmm. And so... It was a stripper class. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at some of the things that some of that you could tell were amateurs. They were right. amateur girls. I'm like, I've I've done better things than that. I can make that look sexier than what she's doing. But then there's some girls that when they got on the pole, they'd oh my gosh. I just looked at them like, 
how do you do that? <laughs> I was just in shock and on. I'm like, how did, I didn't even know the body could move like that. And I remember, I know I probably had at least four drinks. And we, he and I, we were just talking. And it was really, really nice. And it was getting time that we should get back because we had, we had to be we had to be at work um, the next morning so we could stay out if we wanted to but we would just have to go back early mm-hmm. and make sure that we were there on time and so Jay was planning on going back and I'm like no we're not we're not gonna go back and he's like oh 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 is is this my time? I, I was the innocent one. Yeah, in, in all of this. Yeah, you were you were you were trying to stick to the script and hey, no, we got to be back. You know, we have responsibilities, and she's the one like fuck those responsibilities. <laughs> I'm like, no, uh-huh. it, it'll be fine. We can do it. I like, I know us. We are responsible enough that we can do it. Um, so we finally find a hotel that has. Uh, availability because the first one, the nice one that we were going to, they didn't have availability, sadly. Oh, so you didn't want to just stay out and talk. You had already made up your mind that. Well, we we needed to go to bed. Oh, and I okay. didn't. I didn't want to go back to post to go to bed. Okay. And so. Yeah, I I said yeah. We need to go to. We need to go back to to our base, and just we can stay out. And as soon as I heard that, I just pulled my phone out and started looking for hotels. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting this. <laughs> <laughs> when actually, I think prior, uh, a quick little side note, I, I know I get distracted, but we'll go back. Um, prior to us getting to this um, portion, when we were at work uh, in a downtime, we were in a secluded office at night, and um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it ended up me essentially challenging him, saying that if he would want to kiss me, he can go for it, but he's going to have to be the one to put all the effort in, and at that point in time he was dog tired mm-hmm. and I had I remember I had my back to him and I was laying back in a chair and I I was fully ready for him to make a move but I was also fully ready for him to not make a move expecting me to uh like this is the teasing thing. yes expecting it to be yep like, like you were expecting her to be like Lucy with the football and pull it away from Charlie yes. Brown. <laughs> like she's going to pull the ball away from her. And Wish it happened a lot of times. <laughs> but yet you keep trying to kick that ball. <laughs> and this was one time I, I, was, dead, yeah. I was dead serious. I wasn't, I wasn't going to take the ball away, but it was up to him to take the gamble if he wants to try and kick the ball. And he gets up and our first kiss was a Spider-Man kiss. And it was upside down. It was amazing. So he, so you were sitting in a chair, and he kind of comes to stand behind you, and yes, leans his head over top of you. And and that was 
that was one of the things where I was like, wow. Because, you know, whenever you first kiss someone new, normally you have to try and match your kissing styles. Mm-hmm. We already matched, and it was a Spider-Man kiss. And right. I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> so, that was our first kiss. Back to the hotel. Um, things are getting hot and heavy. And I remember he had actually turned the light off, which I was surprised with. But we had talked about it later, and he said it was to make sure that I felt comfortable, depending on how... I felt with my body or whether or not I was comfortable with him seeing me. And so that was very endearing afterwards, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot of just kissing and hot and heavy petting and whatnot. And um, it eventually... A lot of hitting out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... It was me. It was me doing all the work. <laughs> it, it was. It was. I, I mainly did kisses and pets and whatnot. And he went to my backside and he was looking at my butthole. And then he went to go inside my, I mean, my vagina. And it, it didn't feel right for me. And I told him, not yet. And and that was it. That was all it took. And even though he had just gotten his head in, he pulled out right away. Mm. And that was, that was it. And that was the turning point for me. That was when I'm like, all right, he's, he's good in my book now. <laughs> right. But you can show that kind of control and respect and, yeah. and, and, and everything. And so, I'm gonna lie. It took everything from oh, me yeah. because I was already in there. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I've been there. It it takes a Herculean effort, <laughs> you know. But you know, it's the yeah. right thing to do. You know, it's the right thing to do. But there is that part of you that's like, you waited so long to get here. We're here, and she's pulling the plug. Fuck. <laughs> Hey, but I, I took the test. Yeah. I took the test and I passed. <laughs> no, that that's fantastic. Okay, so let me again move the clock forward from from that evening. You opened that door to him. You know, he took the he was on the friend highway and then he took the exit. Um, so <laughs> how how long did you guys date? Because obviously. From a marriage standpoint, there's baggage there. Yeah. There's, you know, for you, there's baggage in the sense that this is still very fresh. Like, this is a fresh wound for you. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And for Jay, even though the wound is not fresh, he's been through the ringer twice. So, how long did you guys date as a couple before the M word? came up and first before the M word like how long did it take before the L word came up and then how long after that did it take for the M word to come up so actually that night in the hotel was the first time it crossed my mind to say I love you because mm-hmm. you'd already had this friendship you'd yeah. already talked and shared and over over a year of friendship yes. right and um 
I, I just didn't say it. And later on, Jay had told me that he had actually said it that night after I had gone to sleep. Mm. I mean, it was in Spanish, but... but I said it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Right. Just, just in a, case. Just in case you weren't all the way asleep. <laughs> um, yeah. I sent the message, but I sent it code, coded. Right, right. I, I thought that that was amazing that at that point, even though nothing, you know, technically happened, that was when both of us were like, yeah, I, I love you. This is the person that I love. And I'm trying to remember the timeline for the, the M word. Right. Um, because... Or the N word, I think it was like like a year after we started dating. I'm but, not gonna say a year, but you know, no, you're, I mean because we because <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember. Um because he got stationed somewhere else the end of that year. That was twenty nineteen. And um that was May 2019, whenever the, that night had happened. And then he got stationed somewhere else in December. And then that January, I brought up that we should start saving for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't have, um, we, we technically weren't engaged yet. Right. Because I, I was thinking whenever I got stationed somewhere else, then I would have transfer leave time, and that would be the only time that I'd be able to have time in order to have a wedding, and that was going to be a year. And I'm saying, this is where I feel us going. This is where I can imagine us leading up to. How about we open up a CD and. We save money with the intent of a wedding. If it doesn't happen, we split the money, go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it it was never really mentioned, I guess you could say. It just kind of was. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. And he was right along with it. Like, yeah. Okay. Because I, I remember... I went and visited his family for 2020 New Year's. Mm -hmm. And that end of January was when we had planned to start saving. Okay, so you're together, you're in love, you both said that to each other, and you're kind of on that road. You haven't officially talked about marriage but you know you're saving for this so it's coming so for you jay you know you've you've Mm -hmm. had you've had these ideas in your head these kind of sexual things about you know what turned you on and what excited you from you know your porn watching days and you know trying things with your your second wife when did these thoughts start to enter your head again, whether it was just you fantasizing about it or debating with yourself of, should I do this again? It didn't work out well for me last time. Do I want to, do I want to take, cause mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a risk. 
you know, you, you tried it before and, you know, it kind of, you know, blew up in your face and now you're with this woman who, you know, you've invested a lot of time in, you know, and you've invested a lot of time mm-hmm. into us up until this moment. When did those thoughts start to creep into your mind again? And how, how did you deal with them? Like, were you, were you wrestling with yourself? Were you arguing with yourself? Like, no, we can't, we can't fuck this up. Remember what happened last time, but yet, like I always say, we can't control what excites us. So I'm mm-hmm. just curious, how, how, did you, how did you deal with those thoughts when they started to enter your mind? Or had they entered your mind up to this point? Well, actually, S made it really, really easy for me. Because uh, I'm going to have to back up a little bit. Please do. Uh, Please because do. I... Because she actually skipped one part. <laughs> I, I was about and, I was about uh, to when... interject, but I wanted to make sure that uh, that was where we were heading before I did. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so I'm I'm going to. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, no, we'll, 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 Jay, I want I want you to well, address um, this one. So why don't you go ahead? All right. So um, during the first month that we had started dating and um we were at a hotel at that time we had already had sets and whatnot we went back to work the next day i had to work so i knew that she could uh i I had to stay 24 hours at work and she didn't so i knew that she went out and she went out and stay out at a hotel with uh another guy Mm-hmm. And uh, the next day after that, you know, we we stayed out at another hotel, and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, "So you stayed out at a hotel with this guy, right?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Did you have two beds?" And she said, "No, one bed." And I'm like, "Did you guys have sex?" And her face just. Everything went down for her. She started looking sad. She started looking ashamed. And she was like, yes, we did. And I'm like, oh, okay. At that time, I did get jealous. uh, Because, you know, I had no idea. I thought that I was the only one that had managed to get to that point. But I got to give it to the other guy. You know, tall, muscular, really handsome, really nice. Uh, accent. It's I hate him. He's too perfect. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm like, well, okay. And, and at that point, she told me, yeah, uh, you know, uh, this has been happening, and I don't want it to stop. At that moment, I was like, hmm, hold up. I'm like, well, okay, it doesn't have to stop. Does that mean that things with me are going to stop? And she said, no. I'm like, all right, for now, let's just keep it going. Because at that point, I knew that I had strong feelings for her, but I wasn't thinking about the long game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, like I said before, I didn't have anything to lose. So that's basically how it started. And a little later after then, she was still... Uh, seeing this other guy, and she was seeing me. He knew about me. I knew about him. And uh, 
I think that's when I told her, you, you know, you, you're basically a, a hot girl f- girlfriend, you know, <laughs> and she's like, what's, what is that? that? What's that? And I'm like, well, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I explained to her what a hot wife is and she actually liked that idea. And uh, that's how we started. But I, I told her the difference between a stag and a cuckold. Right. And I'm like, just, just so you know, this is, this is what I identify as. I don't see myself as a cuckold. And I, I don't even like the word because uh, at some point, Ed's wife used that word to insult me. And it actually really hurt. Okay. I got so, you. So there was, there was a negative connotation to it for you based on your own personal experiences. Yes. Okay. Like, I, I have nothing against people that identify as uh, couples. You know, everybody, you know, dude, you do you. You right. do you, boo-boo. Well, it's, it's, but, a, um, it's understandable uh, because it, it, that word was used to hurt you. Exactly. You know, so it's so really after I explained to her how everything worked, yeah. So I after I explained to her all of the uh, you know the words that were uh, applied to this lifestyle, I guess that's the point where we decided, okay, this is what we're going to go with. This is what we're going to do. You're a hot wife, and I'm going to be a stack. Okay, so let me pause you. So yeah, she- let me pause you a, a, a second there, Jay, and I want to ask S a question. Mm-hmm. So when he asked you that, when he kind of confronted you with that, like, oh, okay, you went back to the hotel with this guy, and you know, were you intimate? And he said that for a moment there was like a sadness that kind of came over you. Where was that sadness coming from? Because I really, really cared about Jay. And I didn't want this friend with benefits to ruin what we had, what that little fraction of what we had at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was scared it would. Did you, did the thought ever cross your mind, even if for a brief moment, to lie? No. And the reason why is because I didn't want to lie to Jay. I wanted everything to be out there because if I lied to him about something like this, that could ruin everything. Right. And I would rather, the the way that I work is that I would rather tell the truth and suffer the consequences of that than to have this lie just weighing down on me. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, you decided, regardless of what happened, I'm going to be truthful. Yes, 100%. And so when you shared the truth with him and you saw what his reaction was, and then you later find out that, hey, this is actually a thing, and not only is it a thing, but it's a thing that turns me on, what was your response to that? Was it like, oh shit, I've stumbled on something? <laughs> <laughs> you know. It was. It was definitely something along those lines. Where, um, because this other guy that 
Jay so graciously described. I've I've had some of the best sex with him. Some of the most fun, the most amazing that uh just vanilla sex, right. I should say. And every single time it was just always amazing and I he was exactly my type and we both understood that there were going to be no feelings involved and so that was that that's what made it perfect mm-hmm. it wasn't complicated exactly and so whenever i realized that this could be something that jay would be turned on by giving you know details or whatnot because I I knew this other guy wouldn't go for pictures or videos or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all down for it, and especially because of how Jay enjoys my writing mm-hmm. and just how I relay things in words on paper. Right. <laughs> Definitely much better on paper. So it gave you an opportunity to kind of exercise that and put these experiences into words and then share them with the man that you love, knowing that not only was it exciting for you, but knowing how exciting it was for him and then him being able to kind of return that energy back to you. So it kind of becomes like the circle yes. of feelings. And I, I remember that was actually something with my ex-husband that was a stark uh, difference was that I remember um, I was excited whenever the other guys had told me that they had dreamed about me or I was getting this sort of attention and I I liked that and I wanted to share that excitement with my husband and whenever I went and I told my ex he got very defensive very mad at it somehow and that just it took me back I'm like whoa this was supposed to be a positive thing this is something we're like going to be sharing together as your wife is amazing and wanted by other men that's Mm -hmm. I I saw it as a compliment right and you weren't acting on it it was like exactly like I'm not doing anything this is just what they're saying and what they're feeling like I didn't even do anything right this wasn't even me what's going on and so that, that like, soul-crushing moment was able to come back positively with Jay because I was able to share these exciting moments whenever guys would come to me. And I'm just like, I, I loved it. I loved the attention, and I loved being wanted. Mm-hmm. And... A question for you, Jay. Yeah. Is when she started sharing these things with you and you were able to kind of mirror back, like to show that excitement for something that excited her, could you feel that you were giving her something that she had longed for? Could you feel that you were giving her something that that she was missing? Yes, because um, whenever it started happening, uh, and she told me, hey, uh, 
this happened, she she would only give me like like a quick description, and I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> and seeing because the more she told me, the happier I was, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, seeing how happy she was and how descriptive she was, and she told me everything and just how happy she was, she could tell me all about it and not feel gosh, not not start an argument or anything like that it it was intoxicating just just seeing her happiness that's that's what does it for me okay um so i'm I'm just i'm 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 putting myself in into your shoes jay and this this has got to be like a what the fuck moment (laughs) for you in the sense of here here i was with these other women and i tried to make this happen and it blew up in my face and I meet this woman, and I want her, but she doesn't want me, so I got to be friends with her, and so we're on this path of friendship, and things are going along well, and then all of a sudden, things take this turn, and basically, this hot wife falls into my fucking lap. (laughs) Like, I'm not even looking for it, I'm not even really thinking about it, and like, before the hot wife thing even came up, this woman is already like the best in my eyes. Like in my mind, I've already hit the jackpot. And then on top of that, she drops this hot wife thing. You must've been like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? <laughs> like, how did I get so lucky? Yeah. It was like, it was like you're eating your favorite ice cream and somebody's like, Oh, you like that? Here's another scoop. <laughs> in fact, here, <laughs> take the whole thing. Yeah. You want sprinklers? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it was amazing for me. I couldn't believe how lucky I was, especially with, you know, uh, the difference in age was one of the things that kept me from really going after her because I was like, she's never going to see me like that. She's probably just going to toy with me for a little while and then throw me aside. But it's uh, funny enough, uh, the things that she's really, really attracted to is older Latinos. And when I found out about that, I'm like, God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't know what I did to deserve this. Maybe it was all the suffering, but thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I blame Antonio Banderas. Oh, that's okay. So, so if, you, if you ever happen to meet Antonio Banderas, you know, definitely shake his hand I, and thank him. <laughs> I, thank you. Yeah. No, that's, 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 that's an awesome, awesome story. So I know that I've asked you guys, you know, uh, before, like I said, we've had conversations and, um, if, if anyone hasn't picked up on it yet, you know, from you describing your kiss as the Spider-Man kiss, um, there's definitely a, uh, you know, it's a term of endearment for me because I am a geek as well, but it's, there's definitely a geeky undertone kind of this thing. <laughs> Um, and so I know that I know that your wedding day was May fourth. Okay, and for the Star Wars fans out there, we understand the significance of that day. Um, so that was May fourth of what year? Twenty twenty one. Okay, so you just got married. Just got married. Okay, you just got married. So you're you're kind of on your way, and you know, obviously as this was all kind of coming to fruition and, 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 and coming about where you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and people can't get together and see each other the way that they would want to. 
and I know that you guys, from our earlier conversations, it's been a while since you've been in the same place for an extended period of time. Like you've both yes. been kind of stationed here and there and, 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 and not in the same place. And one of the things that that made me think about is how great it must be to be able to acknowledge that this is something that you both like and enjoy and are turned on by and be able to use it as a positive Mm -hmm. in in your relationship and that okay I know that we can't be together but you have the ability to kind of seek out what you want and you don't have to keep it a secret you know like just get like it gives you more to talk with him about even if it's something as simple as being out and having somebody try to pick you up or something knowing that oh I can tell Jay about this you know like you're constantly getting you know um material topics things that you can share with him and things that you can talk with him about and having it you know kind of add to that fire and that intensity that's building so that when you guys are able to have those moments where you get together it's that much more explosive Mm -hmm. you know because now you're able to, to to you know to see each other and you know, I've had the pleasure of being in, in both of your company and, and seeing how you, you know, seeing how you are as a couple and how you interact as a couple. And there's a very beautiful energy that that comes from you both. You know, like you can, you can get the sense of how appreciative you each are to have each other. 100%. You know, like you both have that kind of perspective of I know what is on the other side. I know what it's like to not have this. And that's something that I found really endearing about being around you both is just that I can be myself and this person loves me and accepts me and embraces me for just being who I am. And it even makes me want to be better because of that. And I'm just curious to hear you guys kind of, and and S, I want you to go first. Coming from where you came from as far as your previous marriage, what has this experience been like with Jay, even going back to just once you both admitted that you loved each other? I'm not even saying going back to just when you got married because to me, marriage is just kind of making it official. Mm -hmm. It's when the love came. What has this been like for you to go from basically doing a complete 180 and how you communicated with your ex and and how you were able to share with your ex to now being in this situation with this man who doesn't put any kind of limitations or restrictions or anything like that on you like what is what is that like to contrast the two so I definitely noticed that there was a tremendous weight lifted from me where I just like we had said before, I no longer felt trapped because I, I felt trapped before. I felt like I was backed into a corner and now there's this tremendous freedom and happiness that comes from the freedom and it's intoxicating and it's literally all because of Jay. And another portion of that freedom was financial freedom. 
because prior to him leaving in December 2019, we were able to move in together for about three years or three months. And during that time, I was able to pay off all the debt from the divorce because Mm -hmm. since my ex didn't have a job at the time of the divorce, um, it was all left to me. Uh, And it was, I'd say, about $7,000 and a new car payment. Mm -hmm. And from the time of the divorce in May to October, I had paid off all the personal loans and I had paid off all of the credit card debt and that was strictly because of Jay because he was helping me with those not only with the splitting the rent for the house that we were living in but because he was helping more so with that and that was just huge like I remember breaking down in tears because I felt like I it it wasn't because of me it wasn't because of me that I felt like I was failing financially and in turn feeling like I was failing as an adult Mm -hmm. and it made me realize oh my gosh this is possible this sort of amazing relationship that I had envisioned before it's it's not just a dream. And then the fact that I'm able to allow being wanted by guys and I'm allowed to enjoy that. And I'm allowed to share that fact with my husband and we can both enjoy that is amazing. I just, I, I love it. Do you still have those moments where you kind of have to pinch yourself? Absolutely. One hundred percent. Because I just think, wow, I, I'm I'm given the opportunity to spend the rest of my life with him, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just so excited. I'm so excited where the future is going to take us, and I'm so excited for where we're at as well. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole prospect of being with him is still beautiful and amazing and i hope that never changes no that's 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 beautiful the way that you kind of express that so what about for you jay to kind of contrast what you had been through and and what you had dealt with and some of it was self-inflicted you know um yeah (laughs) but to to go from that to now you find yourself not only with this woman, but she's your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just dating. Like, this woman is your wife. Like, I'm sitting here looking at her right now, and I see your wedding ring on her finger. You know, like, this is your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, till, till death do you part. You have this partner who not only is with you on this journey, but wants to be. Like, this wasn't about you kind of presenting the idea to her and trying to win her over and talk her into it. This was, you you had already kind of found yourself in that situation and it just so happened that it was right up your alley. So what has that been like for you to contrast where you've come from and what you've been through to, to where you are now? Well, for me, it's like a dream come true. Like I, 
I just came from a relationship that we tried going down this route and it crashed masterfully, you know? Um, and there was a lot of disrespect during that time. So once I started this new relationship with S, uh, I, I, I had pretty much given up. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to try this. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I, I went in with no expectations at all. And then seeing it work out so well, like it was meant to be. It's, it's an incredible feeling because not only do I feel happy because I'm in this wonderful relationship with this wonderful and beautiful woman that you can tell she is out of my league. <laughs> um, not, not only that, but seeing her so happy in, in this kind of relationship that it's, it's open to new possibilities, to new things, you know, and, and, new experiences and I'm not only giving her the opportunity to to do that and to experience new things I'm giving her the freedom that she's never had before and that freedom not only makes her happy but it, her self-esteem has done like like a big change in the process because she, yeah, she, she loves teasing guys, you know, but now she, it comes out more natural. Mm -hmm. The way that she walks is more seductive. The way that she dresses, uh, the way that she looks at people, you know, it's, it's completely different. So seeing that changing her, from something good to something even better, just just it means the world to me. It just makes me so happy because I'm I'm not only doing this for myself. I'm doing it for her. We're both in this for each other, and and it's an incredible feeling that I I never thought that I was going to get. So I'm I'm really really happy. I'm living the dream right now. Um. <laughs> uh one of the things that I, I often talk about, and I know that you guys, you know, you you, you, you approach me because you were listeners of, of the podcast. One of the things mm -hmm. I always talk about is women being empowered, especially sexually empowered. And mm -hmm. when I listen to your story, the thing that my mind keeps going back to is I, I try to find those moments, like the moment where it could have gone left or it could have gone right. Mm -hmm. And what my mind keeps going back to is when you had the conversation of you having gone back to the hotel with the guy and he asked you about it and you decided to tell him the truth, understanding that it could fuck things up, but yet you, 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 you still told him that truth. And in my mind, and you know, I, I could be incorrect, but it's just kind of the way that I read it, is that's when you kind of began to take ownership of it. Like, this is who I am. 
you know, yeah. if, if anybody is going to deal with me, they're going to kind of deal with me on my own terms. Like, I'm not going to sit, I'm not going to sit in the shadows. I'm not going to pretend to be what I'm not. And in that moment, as you were telling him, and he said he saw the sadness on your face, it's almost like you started to realize that there's a price that comes with that. There's a price that comes with that honesty. There's a price that comes with that empowerment. And at that moment, you were prepared to pay that price, but you weren't going to sacrifice who you were. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I did go back to the hotel. Yeah, we did do something. And you kind of cringe, like you kind of braced for the impact. Like, okay, is this where he's going to get upset? I was ready for the screaming and shouting. Right. Yeah. And, but in that moment, you were living your own truth. And not only were you living your own truth, but it allowed you to find out what his truth. Because up to this, I'm guessing y'all never had these kind of conversations about him being turned on by that. So it wasn't like you had an idea that this was a fantasy of his. You were, you went in cold, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's what my brain goes back to is, is understanding the power that was in that conversation and how things could be. Yeah, so in reality. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in reality, you know, in most relationships, um, the guy is the one that's telling her at how, how he feels about this. And he's the one that's taking that leap of faith. Right. In this case, it, it was her. It was her. Right, because she was the one telling me the truth about the things that she had done, just set the road for me to be able to tell her, "Hey, this is what I'm into. This is what we're doing right now, without you even knowing." <laughs> so I, I wasn't afraid at all. One, I didn't have anything to lose, and two, she, she just set it up there. She set up the table perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. So she made my life really, really easy. I was really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's a it's 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 a beautiful story and you know one that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it blossoms. Yeah, to see how it blossoms and grows and you know, almost like a you know uh, like if you plant tomatoes in the vine and it kind of goes up and you, know, you watch where it goes and because I know you're still very early into your journey. Yeah. You know, I talk to a lot of couples who've been together for years and years and years, and they have all of these, you know, d- different experiences. And that's why I kind of wanted to focus so much on the build up to everything, because I know that you guys are just kind of starting, mm-hmm. you know, starting your journey. And, you know, I know that, you know, you've, you've had some experiences. Um, and I know that, you know, because you're not, able to be in the same place that you don't get to get the full benefit of the reclaiming and the 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 the, the basking in each other's you know afterglow and 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 everything and i'm excited for you like i'm excited for you guys to to finally be together you know in the same place together because you are together you know but just physically you know location wise together so just for my listeners to understand when do you guys see that happening like when on the horizon like how far down the road does it look like that'll be able to happen for you guys for a long time actually looks like two years okay 
I mean, for all you've been through, that two years would be. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because all of 2020, due to the fact of us being in the military mixed with COVID, it made it literally impossible to see each other. We didn't see each other all of 2020. Uh, it was exactly 357 days. I counted. <laughs> well, well, but during that it. time, she, yeah, during that time, she has, she's had uh, multiple play partners mm-hmm. and uh, some of them, uh, one of them has been really good and, you know, being able to get me pictures and videos. And every time that I get those, I, it's like, it's my birthday. Um, <laughs> And it just makes it so that every time that we manage to see each other again, it's like we're in our honeymoon again. It's it's just amazing. And this lifestyle has just been great for us. Like even even on our even on our wedding night, well not our wedding night, the night after, uh thanks to this lifestyle, we, we had an experience and it it just made our wedding night so much better, you know. <laughs> No, that's that's, so, that's I, I I never get tired of hearing, you know, uh, you know stories like that. And what I want to ask you both now is you you've been on the other side, meaning you've been listeners, and listen to couples retell their stories and share their journeys. And you know, I always get to that part where I say, okay, what would you say to those couples who are just kind of entering this and might be trying to figure stuff out? You know, and now here you sit on here, and I'm about to present you with that same question, knowing that there are people out there who are listening who were where you guys were. What would you, and I'm going to start with you, S, what would you say to them? Just any kind of words of, of encouragement to the other women out there who may be feeling trapped, you know, who may be feeling guilty for, you know, like, like you said, you didn't do anything wrong. And these men were telling you that they were having dreams about you. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't act on that, yet you were made to feel like you had done something wrong. Yeah. So what would you say to those women who may be in that kind of situation where they're made to feel guilty or made to feel like they're doing something wrong? Well, something that I feel was definitely crucial in that point of my life was having friends. And it doesn't have to be just guys, it doesn't have to be just girls, just people that you can trust, that you can talk to, because I talked to so many different people about my situation, both family and friends, and I was able to get insight on it, and that was how I was able to try all these different avenues of getting it to work, because the way I see relationships, especially dating, I I date for the long haul. I don't date just for a fling. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I was in that marriage, I'm like, well, I mean, got to make it work somehow. And that, that was kind of where I was at. And so just being able to talk with people and have outside perspective was huge because when you're in the situation you don't know you don't know what what colored glasses you have on essentially Mm -hmm. 
You don't know what you're not seeing. You don't know what you're overlooking. You don't know what you're saying, oh, that's that's just like a, a one-time thing, or that's that's nothing when it's a big thing. And so being able to have other people tell you or reassure you and saying, yes, that is a big thing. Yes, you are right. That is something you should be worried about. That was huge for me. Okay. Thank you for, for sharing that. Now, uh, same question to you, Jay. Um, like I said, you guys have been on the other end. You've listened to episodes. You've talked about them. You've shared, and you've kind of been on this journey yourself. So knowing that, you know, there are guys out there wondering, you know, can I make this happen? I want this, but I don't know how to go about it. I don't know if it's in the cards for me. Like, what kind of words of, of encouragement would you have for those guys out there who might not have it yet, or if they do have it, they're in the very, very early stages of it. What would you say to those guys? Well, one recurring theme that I've seen in your podcast is that communication is one of the most important things. You got to talk to your partner always have good communication. But in order to have that communication, you gotta take a leap of faith. Like if you think that this is something that is good for your relationship, because it's not for everybody, not for every relationship, as you know, as I discovered, um, you you gotta see that end line and you gotta be like, this is what I want. This is where I want to go, I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to tell her, hey, this is something that is starting to interest me. How do you feel about it? You know, just find a way to communicate your ideas and just take the leap of faith because if you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, right? Absolutely. So for me, if it's something that you that could make you happy i i would give it a go so that's that's my recommendation communication and take the leap of faith it's it's really really worth it if it works out for you well thank you thank you both for you know for reaching out and you know allowing me to you know to, to be a part of your dynamic and to share your story you know, uh, with my listeners. I, I, I never take this lightly. You know, when people come on and you know, expose themselves and talk about the emotions that they felt you know, during this process, because I know for each couple that I talk to, I know it wasn't easy to get to this point. Like I know that the road leading up to this was rocky and had hills and peaks and valleys and, 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 and happiness and pain and, and that's what I always try to that's what I hope comes across when people listen to these stories is that they're real you know but what awaits you on the other side you know it can be very very beautiful you know what I'm saying it can be it can be very beautiful and I know for me 
to be sitting here talking to you both right now and to hear the the pride and the awe in Jay's voice and to be sitting here across from S and seeing her glowing and shining and smiling and smirking. You know, it's it's beautiful to see couples that weathered that storm and, and broke through and, and, and got to this point. So, you know, I say all these things so that the people listening, you can kind of picture what these two people have and what they had to go through to, to get here. And if you already have it, to see some type of kinship in these people and a mutual respect. And if you don't yet have it, to give you something to shoot for, to give you something to strive for, and to understand that it's it's worth it. You know, it's it's definitely worth it. So with all of that being said, I want to thank you guys for, for coming on and, and sharing your story with myself and with my listeners. Um, to my Patreon supporters, you know, I always got to give you guys a shout out because I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for your continued generosity. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, to those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I always say, maybe this will be the episode that will convince you to you know, to want to support the show, to want to see me continue doing what I'm doing and make it possible for me to do it even more. Um, so with all that being said, I want to say goodbye to my guests and thank you. I am your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anxious Podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace.